Welcome to Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, with your host, Mr. James Gardino Sr. That's me. I'm going to be talking about dividend stocks and investing for weekly cash flow. My main goal, 1% return per week. These are live trading sessions. If you want to join in, just let me know. Now, on with the show. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Today is Thursday, April 29th. The month is almost over. The first month of the second quarter, just about done and gone. It's 9.21 a.m. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the 10-Minute Trader, where we talk about investing for weekly and monthly cash flow using only dividend stocks and a few interesting trading strategies. Anyway, let's get into see what we're doing today, see what's going on. Uh, we got four companies that we brought over from yesterday and the day before, whatever, whatever, all that kind of nice, neat, fun stuff. First on our list is Clorox, CLX. What did that do yesterday? Ooh, Clorox is not looking too happy. Yeah, five down days in a row. Are they going to find a bottom here somewhere sooner or later? Let's take a quick look at the trade we have open for Clorox. Now, we bought Clorox back on April 7th at 200. At, uh, 200 shares at 195.84. Okay. Um, since then, we've consistently sold premiums against it. We collected the dividend, and now it just opens up real quick. We'll put Clorox in there, CLX, so you guys know what we're doing. All right, here it is. 47 by 200 shares to open with Clorox at 195.84. On the 9th, two days later, we sold two contracts for somebody to buy it back from us at 95, at 195, which is less than what we paid for it. However, we collected a, a 25 cent dividend, not sorry, a 25 cents per share premium for someone to buy it from me at 195. It didn't hit 195, so we kept it and we did it again the next week for 60 cents a share. Didn't get called out that week. We did it again on the 19th for 30 cents a share. Didn't get called out yet again. Now we're at week number four with Clorox, the 26th, which was Monday. Now we sold two contracts that at 130. So let's add it all up. Okay, so you get $50 on the 9th. Get $120 on the 12th. Another $60 on the 19th. And then this Monday, we got 260. All that's not that bad. And here's the kicker. We got to collect the dividend also. So we got to collect the dividend and four premiums. That, my friend, is pretty awesome. Well, at least in my opinion anyway. I could be wrong, and a lot of people have find quite a bit of enjoyment to point out it when I am wrong. <laughs> anyway. I don't want to be too full of myself, even though I know that I am, and everyone else knows that I am. MRK is next on the list. MRK had an interesting day yesterday. She opened up at 71.66 and closed at 77.09. A little bit on the downside. You'll notice we're having lower highs and lower lows with Merck, so it doesn't really make me a happy camper with them. Um, I don't think we've collected... Nope, we haven't collected the dividends yet on Merck. We got 400 shares. We only bought it on the 22nd. Well, it wasn't 
it wasn't this week, but it was last week. So there's not a whole heck of a lot of money we made off of Merck yet. So let's find out. M-R-K. Okay, so MRK, we bought uh, 400 shares. Our average price is somewhere around 78.50. Okay, um, we sold on the 22nd the uh, four contracts at 23. And for some strange reason, do not ask me why, I bought the options back at 15. Okay, so I only made, um, what is that, seven cents per share? For premium for them, it's it, was it that wasn't even really worth my time. Four hundred shares times seven cents is what twenty eight bucks. That wasn't worth it. But anyway, it is what it is. I don't know why I did that. Um, I probably would have checked back with the recording from that day or the show from that day and find out exactly what I was thinking and why I did that. Um, Monday. Just the other day, we sold four contracts at seventy-eight fifty. It's sixty-nine cents a share. I forget how much money that is, but it's you know a couple hundred bucks. Now we haven't collected premiums yet on this. The pre the uh, sorry, we haven't collected the dividends yet on this. We'll be collecting that, I believe, next week. And if we don't get called out again at seventy-eight fifty, which she's at seventy-seven oh nine really don't think she's going to hit 78.50 today or tomorrow. So we're most likely going to end up doing Merck again next week. Let's quickly take a look at the seasonality chart for Merck to give an idea of what we expect the next couple of days. Oh, lovely. This time of year has a nice little downtrend towards uh, mid-May before she bounces off. So like the second week of May, she should bounce up. So it looks like we'd be carrying this one forward and collecting premiums on that, which is kind of okay because Merck is not a bad company. You know, we're going to collect a dividend. For you dividend investors, you know, you buy the stock, you collect the dividend, and then you wait 90 days to collect another dividend. Not me. I'll collect the dividend, and I'll also collect premiums until this thing hits the price that I want it to hit, and I'll get out and I'll jump into another one. Okay, why? People ask me, why do I do that all the time? Why don't you just collect the dividends? Because the dividends is not enough money for me to live comfortably. I don't want to work. I don't feel like I have to. So if I just gain dividends on a consistent basis, that's not enough. I need the premiums to go along with it to give me that 1% per week that I'm looking for. Um, all right, QCOM's next on the list. Now, something funny about QCOM. Oh, let me just quickly go over this. Put it in here. See what we did yesterday for QCOM. QCOM opened up yesterday at 138 closed at 136.57. That's two down days in a row. We got some a little bit of support here at 126 and we got a little bit of resistance here at 141 for the past for the past 30 days. Don't know where it's going, but the quick look at seasonality gives us an idea of historically where it goes. Y'all look at this. This is this is a pretty chart. This is what most people like to see when they're investing. When you buy in January by November, December comes up, you've increased. Historically, 10 years in a row, this is what the chart looks like. You buy in January, and it's a nice slow incline to the end of the year. That's like perfect. How can you go wrong there? So where are we with QCOM? All right, so QCOM, as you can see, we got all the way back in, in February. Okay, February 20th, I believe, is the time we got into this one. 
Now we ended up getting this at 144 because we misjudged the, uh, the spread, the spread trade I did. Didn't really misjudge it. I was preoccupied on that Friday and I didn't get a chance to get in there and get out in time. I don't remember what it was, but it is what it is. So we got a thousand shares of QCOM. And lo and behold, on the 23rd, we sold premiums. The 20th, or sorry, the 23rd of February. The 1st of March, we sold premiums. The 9th, or the 10th of March, we sold them. The 15th of March, the 22nd of March, the 31st of March. Um, oh, and then the 1st of April, we got bitten in the butt. Only because I wasn't paying attention yet again. That being said, I had to buy back those thirty-nine cent dividend, those thirty-nine cent premiums for three fifty. Wow! Whoever did that to me is probably laughing their butts off. All right, so I didn't get called out because I didn't want to resell it at, at one thirty-four. Would have lost more money that way. Uh, so I did the one forty-fours next week at, at forty-six. The next week we did it at 53, the next week we did it at uh, 29, then 26, and then then this Monday, oh, market's open. Um, and then this Monday we did 121, that was 1200 bucks on Monday. Cool, if I could do that every week, I'd be a happy camper. But anyway, it doesn't always work that way. All right, next on the list is ExxonMobil. Right, let's put ExxonMobil into the one-year chart and see what that looks like. Here we go. Ooh, gotta love that one. Now, ExxonMobil, I, I touched base on this one on Monday, and I actually jumped in on this on Monday. For those of you that did, Monday was a nice day. She opened up at 55.27. Look where she is today. She closed at 58.11 and hit a high of 58.47. Ooh, for those of you who jumped in and used a trailing stop to follow this up, good for you. Me, I didn't do that. I bought it and I, I sold a covered call on it. Okay. Um, let me just bring up the account statement so you see exactly what we did for ExxonMobil. XOM. Okay, so we bought the stock, 280 shares at 56.16. That was all I was able to buy because I was a little, little pinched for free money or, or money that I had available. And then I sold the 55 and a halves for 193. Okay, that gave me enough money to buy an additional 20 shares so then I could sell the very last uh, 100 shares at 56 for 101 so we got premiums of, of 193 and then we had premium of 101 so all together that's 193 193 and 101 so that's 395 five, yeah 395 so if I add the 395 on top of the 5621 that's 5926 uh, okay so I bought it at 52 56 and my sale price is going to be anyway I'm gonna make a profit off of it that's all I gotta say all right that being said where is Exxon down here right there okay so we're up 2.87 percent for Exxon Mobil 
Hey, I'm looking for 1%, 2.8. That's pretty darn good. All right, those are the positions that we had. Uh, now let's see what's working today. Now today, this is what we have. We have three, six, nine, ten. We have ten companies to look at real quickly, and I'm going to go off, and uh, I'm just going to do the seasonality first to see what, what the trend is historically speaking. That way, if it looks good, that's an uptrend. We'll, we'll jump in and take a look at the one-year chart, the ninety-day chart, and all the other ones. All right, CC is first on the list. That is Chemors. Is that right? That's the name of that company? The Chemors Company. They got a 25 cent dividend coming up. Unfortunately, this is an ugly looking seasonality chart. From January to the end of April, a nice upward movement. However, from the end of April, it's down all the way until uh, the first week of July. That is a definite no for me. CF, was that? Consolidated Freight? CF Industry. Yeah, Consolidated Freight Industries Holdings. They, they do shipping. I'm pretty sure. Alright, CF seasonality chart. Now, this one doesn't look as bad. However, you bought in January. She's got a low down into uh, the end of March. Kind of a, a little bit of a bump up into April. The end of April, she has that little bump up, and then from the from the end of April, she tails back down into mid-May. So that's a definite no. Also, EMR is Emerson Electric. Okay, now EMR, that's a nice looking chart. No, it's not perfect, but it's nice. She so had a little bump up in January, from January to uh, mid-February. Then from there, she has a little bit of a downtrend downside. But after that, it's a nice escalation all the way to the end of the year. And that looks pretty darn good. So that one looks good. We're going to jump in and take a look at what the uh, standard chart looks like so we can get an idea of the one-year trend. And the one-year trend looks almost perfect. I'm saying almost. Let me explain it to you for a little bit. Okay, she started out last year at 59.38. It took about a couple of weeks to find its low at 50.03. Now, from 5003 in mid-May last year, she stair-steps her way up. Now, listen closely what I mean by stair-stepping her way up. Within a couple of weeks, she finds a trading range of, of 62. Stays there for about a month and a half, two months. Then she stair-steps up again in August to 69.70. And she just goes sideways right into um, right around election time. Then after the election, she shoots, she gaps up, number one. To a little trading range of 75, trades there for about a month, and then she goes all the way up to a new plateau. The plateau, which is she's going sideways, she gets almost like a triple high at 93. Okay, and she's been going sideways for a month between uh, 91 and 92 and a half. Just sideways, kind of. She has three down days in a row, which doesn't make me a happy camper. However, She's still going sideways. And let's see what it looks like on the big chart. EMR, let's open that one up. EMR. EMR looks so nice. It has a high up for the year, 93.57. And that was just recently, 426. That was on Monday. Now, let's take a look and see what's going on. We have uh, May 19th. That looks like quadruple volume, average volume. Average volume is 1.9. Uh, 2.3 somewhere in that area 
And then she has volume all the way up to 11.9. And that's more than quadrupled. From two and a half, from two and a quarter all the way up to 11. I mean, 10, 11. That's a nice volume. Anyway, she, she jumped in that volume. The buyers and traders kept trading sides. Look at this. Uh, March 19th, the buyers and traders exchanged. Uh, the 22nd, the... 25th, the 1st of April, the 13th of April, the 19th of April, the 21st of April. Now, from the 21st of April to today, the buyers are still in control, by, but not by much. The, the trend at the moment is going sideways. So there could be, let's find out what the dividend was for this one. All right, dividend is only 50 cents. Now, let's take a look at some of these average movements. High at uh, 92.88, low at 91. That's like a $7 move. Uh, 93 to 92. That's um, $1.50 close to it. $1.50 move. Uh, the high is 20, uh, 92.41. The low is 91. That's another dollar move. Right, the high is 92.69. Okay, this thing has an average move over a dollar a day. From the high of 92 to the low of 91.50, that's 80 cents. Okay, so yeah, this thing can make a 50 cent move in one day. Now, everything looks good for uh, Emerson. I said good, not perfect. Okay, Eaton looked almost perfect yesterday. That was an awesome trade yesterday. Uh, you know, just for the fun of it, let's find out what Eaton did. ETN. Let's throw ETN in there. Just, you know, quick little shits and giggles. ETN opened up at 144.13. Had a high at 145. One day. Gotta love it. Get in in the morning, get out by the afternoon. <laughs> love that one. That's just for the 1% trade or more. You know, you could have you could have jumped in, used a trailing stop, and you could... Um, because she hit high of, of 45.91. Okay, she opened up at 44.13, and she hit a high of 45.91. If you did a trailing stop, you would have made more than 1% on that one. Okay, back to where we were. Let's, let's, let's not, not get uh, sidetracked. So EMR looks pretty good today. Um, GlaxoSmithKline. Let's throw them into the seasonality, see what they look like. And that is... <coughs> GSK, GSK. All right, GSK, the seasonality doesn't thrill me. Right now, she's in a sideways market, sideways move, historically speaking. You know, this is what it does, historically speaking. Uh, it doesn't make me happy, Camper. It doesn't even give me anything for me, any reason for me to even go further with that one to take a look. Honeywell. All right, let's take a look at Honeywell. H-O-N. Now, Honeywell, another nice-looking stock. Not great, but nice. A nice, slow incline from January to December. Right now, she's in a little bit of an upswing, and she's going to be going on the upside for a little bit. Um, daughter's the door. A little bit of an upswing for the rest of the year. Not huge, but still nice. So let's take a look at the standard chart and see what that looks like. 
Ooh, this is what I like. Like this is awesome. You start up in January, a nice escalation there, just like uh, EMR. Nice stair step escalation. Let me explain it to you just a little bit. She started out last year at 146, found its low at 117. From 117 in mid-May, she stair steps her way up. She jumped up to 145, goes there for about a month. Uh, 153 is there for a couple of weeks. 161, 166, 174. Then right at the election, she jumped way up into a trading range of 207. Slides across for about two or three months. She hits a new high at 232 before dropping down to a, what, what would look like, hopefully, some new support down here at 121. Okay, she's at 122, uh, 222 yesterday. Looking for 90 cents. Can she do 90 cents in one day? I don't know. Well, today she opened up at 222.74. And she hit 224.14 already. So, yeah, she, she opened and she is, at the moment, more than at 90 cents. So, had you done that one this morning, would have made that. JBL. JBL. Let's take a quick look at the seasonality chart on JBL. You know, this is, you know, not bad, but not perfect, you know. She started out at the beginning of the year at uh, a nice, the, well, the seasonality says 2831, and she keeps on going all the way to the end of the year at 3236. So it's a nice annual movement, historically speaking, year over year. But the standard chart has her looking almost perfect, just like the other two that I just mentioned a little while ago. She started out last year at 28.26. In a couple of weeks, found a bottom at 25.25. Gets to a trading range of 32 and goes there for quite a while. She finally breaks out right after the election. Jumps to a trading range of 44, which, by the way, is a 100% increase within a couple of weeks. I mean, that's freaking awesome. But from there, it wasn't quite over yet. She jumps up to the new high of 54.89. Now, from 22 of a low of last year up to 60, that's a 160, 170% increase. That's not that bad for those of you that jumped in back then. Um, so I like that one. Let's take a look at JBL and see what they look like for in the big chart. JBL. All right, JBL, the trend line is, is nice. It looks like it might be leveling off at the moment. The buyers are still in control, but not in as much force as they were. So they're trailing off a little bit. The um, sellers are picking up a little bit of pace, but not by much. Uh, we got a couple more to look at real quick. Kroger, we already looked at that one the other day because that one's on Warren Buffett's list. That's the only reason why we looked at it the other day. Um, I'm not even going to look at it now because we passed on it because it just didn't look very good. Uh, Eli Lilly. Wow, these guys have been around for decades. Uh, Eli Lilly. Let's take a look at this seasonality chart on that. LLY. Okay, that's something you would expect from a company that's been around for over 100 years. Starts out in a low down in January and just nice slow escalation into into December. A nice little bump up in the end of December, the last couple of weeks. I like that one. So let's take a look at the one-year chart on Lily. See what Lily is saying to us. Yeah, it's ugly looking. <laughs> Sorry. I just don't know else how to say it. 
Okay, the seasonality looks good. You buy it in January, sell it in December. Yeah, can't really go wrong. But a year ago, she started at 155. Found its low in October, end of October at 129. Even after the election, she still went sideways until the until beginning of January. She jumps up and hits 169. Close out the year at 169. You buy it in the beginning of the year, you sell it at the end of the year, you make money. Okay, from there, she jumps into the new year. She gaps up twice for 168. She jumps up to 178, and then she the other one was the next. The next gap up was just a small one from 191 to 195. Hits a high at 218. And then she caps down. Remember that old saying, all gaps have a tendency to fill? Okay, well, this one, that gapped up. And she filled the gap back down. Okay, so she's sitting at today 181 after what is that one two three four five down days with one up but high lower highs and lower lows kind of gives you an idea that this thing's going the wrong direction so i'm going to bypass this one because the one year chart don't look very happy I mean, it doesn't look very happy i like to have things all in my favor and i have three companies for today that all going nice direction all look good rtx is next on the list rtx that's ugly also yep i'm not even gonna bother with that one whr whirlpool whr for whirlpool okay that's more of a sideways trend but still sideways trend with a little tiny bit of an uprend so is it worth looking at it? we'll take a look at it for those of you who have whirlpool now this doesn't look too bad okay not the greatest in the world but not too bad all right she started out last year 52 weeks ago at 120 found its low in mid-may which is a couple of weeks from now at 100 100 is the low of the year from there didn't take her long to find the trading range of 176 that is a 76 percent increase in uh, three months and then she jumps up again to 197, okay? Hitting uh, hitting resistance at 205. That is a 100% increase in three or four months. Has support down here right at the 182 area, but it wasn't quite over yet. She hit a high just a couple of days ago at 246. And she's in a sideways trading range at the moment with support way down here at 214. Going sideways, she opened up today at 236.70, she hit it high at 237.56. So it didn't quite make the $1.20 dividend play yet. But hey, the day's not over yet, you know? All that being said, that's three companies that don't look that bad. EMR, JBL, uh, Whirlpool, all look pretty good. Alrighty, so all that being said, um, I think that should be about it. So a quick recap. Oops, let's get back to where we were. Quick recap. Uh, EMR looked good. HON did HON look good? I don't remember. JBL looked good. I that much I know. So EMR, JBL, and and Whirlpool. Whirlpool. I don't know. $1.20 I mean, $1. dividend for a $230 stock could be nice. 
what it looked like for a, what do you call it, a covered call. Let's do a covered call in each one of those, just, you know, for EMR. Let's look at that one first. EMR. Okay, so EMR right now is trading at 92.40 by 92.70. Okay, so it's only like a 20 cent spread, not a lot. Uh, a covered call will look something like buy the 90, buy it at the market at 92.70. No, that ain't worth it. Because at 92.70, so the 92s are only worth 50. 50 cents. The 93 is 20 cents, but the stock has to go up. has to go up by 50 cents, and you don't really know. It could because you got the dividend coming up in two weeks. The one-year chart looked good. The seasonality chart looked great. I'm looking at the wrong one. <laughs> EMR. There we go. So put EMR into the uh, one-year chart. She got some support down here at 84. She's got some resistance at 93. 93.40, yeah, I don't know if I'd do it. I think I'd pass on that one. On on the, uh, what do you call it? On the covered call. Oh, silly me. That's for today. It expires this afternoon. No, wait, today's Thursday. Is today Thursday or today Friday? Wow, that's what happens to you when you don't really <laughs> I can punch a time clock. Today's only Thursday. So for one day... Uh, you buy the 92, you can sell the 92.50, that's 10 cents. That's not really worth it. But next week, what's next week looks like? Covered call selling next week. Sorry, that sounds a little bit better. All right, 150. All right, so if you buy the 92, actually, if you buy it at the market now, which is 92.50, you can sell the... 92 call for next Friday. Not this Friday, but next Friday for $1.40. That is well over. No, that's right about your 1% return. That's for EMR. You go out a little bit further, the 92 would give you 140 $270. That's probably around 2 bucks. It'll give you about 2%. But, you know, that's up to you guys. All right, back to where we were. Um, EMR. JBL looks like JBL next. All right, JBL. JBL is trading right now at 55 by 55.12. Oh, JBL, sorry. I put JBL into the one year chart so I can know what I'm looking at. All right, she gapped up today, which is good. Um, opened up at 54.99. And hit a high at fifty five twenty five, so it already hit the um, the dividend capturing for for the day. That would have been great. I didn't get a chance to take it because my money's all tied up for this week anyway. And I've already made my one percent for the week, so this is just you know for you guys. Um, now JBL only has monthly options, so if you're going to do a, a covered call on this, be prepared to hold it for three weeks. Okay. So you can buy it at 55, and if you sell the 55, it's only 120, so that's like a little about 2%. That's 2% for the three weeks. So, you know, that's not even 1% a week. As much as I like JBL, I don't like monthly options. And Whirlpool was next on the list. So let's put Whirlpool in, W-H. 
are, this is the last one we're going to look at. Now, like I said, uh, Whirlpool's at 236 at the moment. She opened up at 236.70. She had a high at 237.95. So that's 125. Yeah, so it already went up 125, which had you bought it at the open. Put your 120 in there for a sell, you would have been out because she opened up at, oops, where are we? She opened up at uh, 236.70. So a dollar twenty on 236.70 is 237.90. So the high was 237.95. Now, would you have been called out with that five cents? Who knows? And who knows if we had gotten in at the market open, which was 236.70. You know, could have gotten in at, at 236.71, 236.72. Who knows? It just opened at 236.70. And however many orders that were there, you don't know. Okay, so that was. Um, Whirlpool. Now let's see what the uh, covered call on Whirlpool would be. WHR is trading for 235.50 by 237. And they do have weekly options. To 235, if you're going to buy those, you get 205. Right around between 205 and 3. So I'd say halfway by 250. 250 would give you a 1%. And that's for two days. That's today and tomorrow. So if you bought this now at the market and sold the at the market, at the money, uh, call premium, that's a 1% for two days. That's not that bad. Well, But it all depends on what it is you're looking to do. But let's look at what you do if you sold it for next week. Because remember, they got the dividend coming up in two weeks. So the 235... Is selling for around four dollars for next week, so that is more than one percent. It would give you a little bit for this week and a little bit for next week. So yeah, that's a nice play. That's more than two percent for the next two weeks. That's one and one. So Whirlpool is a nice little play. Alrighty, so that's it. This is James from Dividend Stock Talk, brought to you by the Ten Minute Trader. You guys have a great day, and I will see you guys tomorrow. that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you and have a great day. Well, that wraps up another session. I want to thank you for joining us. If you want to follow along with some of these live session trades, let us know. If you have any questions, we can get back to you and have a great day.